welcome to the Spiritual Awakenings podcast. I'm David Lorimer, co-editor of a new book, Spiritual Awakenings, Scientists and Academics Describe Their Experiences. It's published by the Academy for the Advancement of Post-Materialist Sciences and is available in paperback and Kindle editions. In this series of weekly podcasts, we'll be sharing the 57 original essays together with introductions and epilogue from my co-editor, Professor Marjorie Willicott. We hope you enjoy them. Part 2. STEs Occurring During or Awakening from Sleep This second category of essays includes STEs that were triggered in some relation to the sleep state, including during sleep, upon awakening from sleep, or during lucid dreaming. Though the experiences themselves varied widely, the noetic aspect of expanded awareness was consistent across all. One author shared that after awakening from a lucid dream, she felt a spontaneous noetic sense of absolute oneness activating every fiber in my body with an embodied sense of interconnection with everything. Another said, after awakening in the middle of the night, that he was filled with a marvelous warm sense of well-being. The darkness seemed alive, pervaded with a powerful, harmonious force. The force filled the whole universe. It was the essence and the source of all things. And in this ongoing theme, a third said, I suddenly experienced my sense of self, both physically and mentally, gently dissolving, and I began to experience a sense of oneness with everything around me. How could a sleep state engender a sense of expanded awareness? We propose that during a sleep state, the conscious mind's control relaxes. There is a decrease in activity in the default mode network, and thus the brain's filtering processes are reduced, allowing a more expansive state to be experienced. Though these initial experiences were often somewhat similar in their noetic quality, the individual's worldviews or frameworks in which they interpreted the experiences were often varied and in stark contrast to each other. In one essay, the experience resulted in a change in the root core of my belief system. It was the closest I have ever come to touching infinity. In contrast, Another labeled the STE as an anomalous experience, a momentary lapse in my perception of reality, not to be pursued or appreciated. As you see in these two examples, the interpretation was sometimes influenced by the individual's worldview when they entered into the experience. Though some worldviews crumbled, like a house of cards, when met with the noetic experience, others though they gave a glimpse into an alternative lens on reality, remained in place for many years as further experiences and evidence were required in order to shift to a new framework. As you read these essays, we invite you to notice your initial reactions to the experiences described. Do these reported experiences seem trustworthy and reliable encounters with an expanded state of awareness? 
Or do you feel yourself dismissing them or even pathologizing them? Your initial response is often an indicator of your underlying worldview, consciously or unconsciously held, that establishes boundaries for how you interpret the veridicality of anomalous experiences. That Night by Jeffrey J. Kripal. I have written explicitly and many times of what I call simply that night. By such a phrase, I mean to point back to early November of 1989, when I was living in Calcutta and personally immersed in the fall festival of Kali Puja, a major ritual cycle in West Bengal dedicated to the Hindu goddess Kali, who is depicted in the spectacular art as standing on her prone, sleeping, or meditating husband, Shiva. Her forearms outstretched in various poses, her tongue sticking out in something between fury, ecstasy, and arousal. I went to bed one night in the middle of the festival and did not wake up. Or better, I woke up but my body did not. A conscious, intelligent energy emerged from, well, from somewhere. As I lay there on my back, like Shiva, this force, power, or energy, this Shakti, interacted with me erotically, spiritually, and physiologically all at once. I thought I was dying. Actually, I thought I was being electrocuted or having some kind of heart attack. It was that physical. It was not just a dream, though, yes, of course, it was clearly dreamlike. Maybe I was dying or almost dying. Then the conscious energy imploded into my heart region, and I experienced myself floating to the ceiling as if drawn up by some kind of invisible metaphysical magnet. Eventually I got back and regained control of my body and muscles. I now felt this intense and immense energy in my body, in my cells, as it were, that was now somehow encoded with too many thoughts and insights to manage or express consciously. It was terrifying and it was great. And the event had some very practical results. My little library of books written over 30 years now, each and every one of them, still trying to express something, anything, of whatever that was. Honestly, if you ask me today what that night was about, I would say that I think it was all my future books flowing into me at once at that moment. I could not understand them, of course, because I had no context for them, but they were all there, all at once in that night. It was this future flowing back into that past, which was my present in November of 1989. It was one gigantic premonition, inspiration, precognition, or time loop. 
Thanks so much for downloading the Spiritual Awakenings podcast. Do join us for the next episode.